Hey, it's Barbara Phillips with NPBO, and I wanted to give you a heads up on a webinar that we have coming up Thursday, May 16th, and it will be with a certified healthcare privacy person who has been in charge of a very large healthcare organization and their privacy compliance, HIPAA, and all of that sort of thing. And I think it's very important that all clinicians attend this one because HIPAA affects all of us. And so you can get more information about that at npbusiness.org forward slash privacy matters. And just another quick heads up after that, in June, we'll be talking with someone who has been in charge of the IT compliance to protect the organization. And so this one will be geared toward how do you protect yourself as well as your practice. And I'll be sharing more information about that later. So let's move on with the podcast. This is the NP Business Matters podcast, episode number 29, with Dr. Mimi Secor on pandemic self-care. And welcome to the NP Business Matters podcast. I'm your host, Barbara C. Phillips, founder of Nurse Practitioner Business Owner and the Clinician Business Institute. And since 2007, we've been providing education, resources, and support on the business of being a nurse practitioner. For more information, please visit our websites at npbusiness.com and clinicianbusinessinstitute.com. Before I get started today, I want to thank you for subscribing to this podcast and sharing it with all of our colleagues. I think it's pretty important that we share this information about the business of being nurse practitioner with every single nurse practitioner out there. Today, it is my pleasure to interview Dr. Mimi Secor. Mimi may be familiar to you as someone who has been speaking for a number of years, particularly on the topic of women's health. And in the last few years, Mimi has become a real advocate for entrepreneurs taking care of themselves and for physical health, as well as emotional and spiritual health, which is something that she's going to talk about today in terms of just how do we take care of ourselves, particularly during this time of the pandemic and all the other pressures and expectations that are placed on nurse practitioners and on nurse practitioner business owners. So let's go ahead and get started. So Mimi, I'm so glad that you are here with me today. Um, We've been friends for a long time and I've followed you for a long time. And you've been speaking, you've been writing, um, you teach, you've been a mentor to many of us. But let's talk about your fitness journey. How did that start? And, and, and what has it led to? Because it's led you in a whole new direction. Totally new direction. Thank you so much, Barbara Phillips, for having me on your podcast. I'm just thrilled to connect with you again. I'll tell you, at 59 years old, I decided in one of my harebrained moments to go back and earn my doctoral degree. Who does that? My friends are getting ready to retire, and I'm like, okay, do you think my brain can keep up? But I jumped in, and within the first semester, 
My daughter happened to be home at the time preparing for bodybuilding competitions to try to get her pro card. So she was living like the perfectly healthy life. And I'm just pounding out paper after paper, reading papers, just hanging out in my recliner all the time, (laughs) 24-7, it seemed like it. And she made an observation one day. She says, Mom, what are you doing? I said, what does it look like I'm doing? I'm studying. She goes, no, you're not walking your talk. You're not a healthy role model. You're a hypocrite. Well, that was like a stake in my heart. It was like a stake in my heart. It was like she had, I'd been revealed as a hypocrite, right? So she said, don't worry, mom. I believe I can help you. And I believe you can get healthy and fit in this most stressful time of your life. It's going to help you with your school. It's going to help everything. And I don't want you to die. Well, when she said, I don't want you to die, that scared me. I said, I thought to myself, what's What's what am I? How am I putting myself at risk? And then she pointed out I wasn't sleeping. I was eating junk food. I was hanging out, not exercising. I was just doing everything I shouldn't do. So when I realized that I was scaring her and that she was offering to help me, I said, well, I don't really have time. I really don't have time. I don't have energy. But sure, you can help me. It was one of those reluctant times where I felt like the pressure to do something. I didn't really believe I could do it, get healthy during a doctoral program. I mean, we don't have examples of that, right? Right. We really don't have examples of that. No, you don't. So I just assumed I was supposed to crash and burn. And, you know, my previous experiences in academia were that the faculty, they didn't rub your nose in it, but they almost thought it was not humorous, but oddly predictable kind of that's the way you're supposed to be as a student is suffer right I mean that that was my experience so she immediately first example I'm holding up a big jug of water right now she first said to me mom the simplest thing you can do is just start drinking more water and cut back on the 9,000 cups of tea (laughs) I said 9,000 cups of tea what do you mean she says I watch you you drink tea all day long (laughs) So I started drinking more water. She says, you can sip that tea, but chug a big glass of water before and after. So I started doing that. And I swear, almost immediately, I started feeling better. Water is is a mainstay. It's the essence of life. It's what we are. We're, We're liquid. And three quarters of our brain is water. So we started taking baby steps because I didn't really have time for anything else. And I borrowed her belief system that maybe this was possible because I really didn't believe it. So I just started doing kind of what she was doing. She was measuring her chicken and her fish and she'd hand me an extra serving and I'd eat it and I'd be hungry in the afternoon and she'd say, have some more chicken or some more fish instead of a bagel or some carbohydrate and here, have some more water. (laughs) It was like kind of being taken care of, but we were taking care of her because she was living at at home at the time to get ready for these competitions. So we were doing her grocery shopping and helping her with a lot of her life. So it was kind of reciprocal. It was funny. But over two years, I lost 30 pounds, 12 inches from my waist, which was huge. I mean, I had like a major penis. And uh, when I graduated, I wasn't sure which I was more proud of actually earning my doctoral degree or getting healthy. And fit during the most stressful time of my life. So she taught me how to take extreme stress, apply healthy decision making, create healthy habits to cope with it. And I graduated just feeling transformed in so many ways, body, mind, spirit, academically. We decided we were were onto something. I'm like, Catherine, do you think you could help me help other nurses and nurse practitioners do this? Because we're stressed all the time. 
And we don't have any, we don't learn the system of self-care to be able to manage that sustained stress. So we decided why not just create programs and help nurse practitioners. Excellent. And, you know, this is, it's, I remember during your doctoral program, I remember the level of stress. <laughs> oh, Lord. We were in, I think, Nashville, weren't we? I think when you so. Saw me really stressed. And, oh, gosh. and, you know, it was so funny because you were carrying around packages of tuna, packages of, oh. of chicken in your suitcase. <laughs> I do remember that. That is so funny. And yeah, yeah, that's what you were doing. And I was having those as snacks. <laughs> So so yeah I remember that and uh and yeah that was a stressful time. I do re- I definitely remember that cuz that was like somebody said to me, "Well, when are you going to go?" and it's like, "Oh no, Mimi's telling me how." <laughs> it was kind of funny that way cuz people would see me and they'd be like, "I don't want to do what she's doing." That's uh, exactly. Just- <laughs> I don't want any of that. <laughs> so so now you have you guys have decided you're you're going to do this and in the meantime you did a bodybuilding competition you wrote a book and now you have actual programs where you're teaching. Right. So the bo- the book actually came after the first bodybuilding competition. Okay. Cuz when I graduated, actually before I graduated, my daughter said one day we were probably driving to the gym. <laughs> she said, "Would you ever consider being in a competition if I went pro?" Well, I thought to myself, most people don't go pro. They might take 10 years trying to become a professional bodybuilder. I thought, this is very unlikely. Well, she gets a bee in her bonnet, and man, it's happening. So in two years, she actually went pro from her very first show to going pro and getting her her card. So then she said, right after I graduated, Mom, do you remember that bet? I was like, oh, seriously? She had to remember that. (laughs) She said, you know, if I go pro, you were agree to be in a a competition. And all I could think about was being terrified in a two-piece suit. Because I don't think I wore two-piece suits even when I was younger. Seriously, a two-piece bikini that hardly covers anything? (sighs) So I said, okay. (laughs) She says, you can't let me down. She said, so I said, okay, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And I immediately hired a competition coach. I immediately went into even into even more overdrive in terms of healthy choices and healthy lifestyle. And literally almost to the day, it was a year later when I stepped on stage in my first competition, terrified in my little teeny weeny bikini at 62 years old <laughs> and came in fifth in the over 40 category. I was definitely by a huge margin, the oldest female in the show, but I got a trophy. It was very, very exciting. Well, congratulations. It was the most terrifying thing. It was more terrifying than defending my um, capstone and my DNP, if you can even imagine that. (laughs) I think I could. (laughs) That does not sound like fun to me, to be on the stage. I'd rather do the DNP. I don't don't drink alcohol, and I don't do anything mind um, expanding, so it was just like doing it straight up. (laughs) There you go. There you go. <laughs> and and so you did that, and then you wrote the book then. Right. I was thinking about writing the book uh, while I was in this competition prep mode. So that I just kept thinking about everything that Catherine had taught me in my two years in my graduate program. And I said to myself, this is, I have to share this found, these foundational habits with 
nurses and nurse practitioners and PAs and anyone else I can locate that's stressed out, burnt out, frustrated, wants to get healthy, can't seem to do it, doesn't want to try another diet. Just I felt like I had an obligation to share what had worked for me and what continues seven years later to work for me on a daily, hour by hour, minute by minute basis. I mean, it's just shocking to me that you can develop these healthy habits and they'll sustain you through the ups and downs of the most crazy year we've ever had, right? Oh, the right. The craziest and year. And this I has stayed, been crazy. Stayed on track through the entire year. Excellent. Not, not, Excellent. Suffer, not suffering either. It was my choice. I choose right. to live a healthy life now. So it wasn't, wasn't even difficult. Right, right. And, you know, this, what you were saying about this year being horrible, it has been. I mean, one of the first, one of the things that I did for a while is because I do the medical hypnosis, I actually ran a hypnosis group free for healthcare providers, just teaching what they can do to you know, start sleeping better, reduce yes. their stress, or not reduce the stress so much because you can't, it's out there, but reduce right. your reaction to the stress. Right. So, and, and one of the things that we wanted to talk about is you have some information for us on how to, how to do self-care during this time, yes, um, especially meditation, for, especially for entrepreneurs. Absolutely. So entrepreneurs, you know, you think you're just going to be free and easy from your boss and from the system. But then it turns out it's you're everything. You're wearing every single hat, right? Every single hat. And if you're not doing it, you're responsible for overseeing whatever's being done. So unless you really have very good self-care habits, you can literally crash and burn more so than when you were part of a system. Because exactly. the buck stops with you. Well, the and buck not only stops with you, but instead of having a boss, you have hundreds of little bosses. Oh, Every absolutely. one of your patients, your customers, your clients are your boss. Mm-hmm. I remember when I had my practice in the mid-1980s to the mid-1990s, after my daughter was born in two in. 1988, I was calling patients back postpartum after an emergency C-section from my bed in the hospital. Yeah. That's an entrepreneur. (laughs) Right. I'm thinking to myself, where are my folks that are on call to cover for me? At the time, it just, I didn't have them. So I was like, wow. Wow. (laughs) It's all you. It's all you. So what can we do to take care of ourselves? Well, I'm a big fan of the 1% rule. And the 1% rule is 15 minutes out of 24 hours is 1%. Can we all carve out 1% of self-care? Some people will say to me, no, I can't even come up with 1%. We'll start with five minutes then. Start with one minute. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people are so desperate, they'll say to me, I have no time. And I'll say to them, you breathe though, don't you? You breathe? Well, guess what? You can start counting your breaths. You can count three sets of breathing. Like, And the way I teach it is I say, one, inhale, two, three, hold, two, three, exhale, two, three. Do that three times. You're counting so you can't think of anything. And once you've done that three times, I guarantee you're going to want to keep going. That's how I started. I started stretching after I exercised. And I thought, this is a great time 
to try some meditation. <laughs> and I now count my stretches. I'll do three sets of breathing with every stretch movement. And it's perfect. I just count the way you and I just did. And next thing you know, five or ten minutes later, I've been in the zone stretching. And normally I'd be so bored with stretching, but now I do two things at once. <laughs> And it works. And now whenever I feel myself really, especially before media interviews, I'll do some of those breaths. I didn't have to do it today because I know you, Barbara, and I feel comfortable with you. But if I'm going to go live on TV, you bet I'm going to count a few breaths (laughs) before I go live on TV. So an entrepreneur can do that. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, breathing, yeah, breathing is foundational, it is. I mean, to, to everything. I mean, that's the it is. the first thing that I teach in hypnosis is, you know, breathing. Because when we breathe, you just, you release everything. And there's a way to breathe and a way to breathe. Now, the, yeah. the count of three is just very, the starting system, as mm-hmm. you know. You can extend those intervals and you can get real Dalai Lama-like. <laughs> but you can start with what works. Get the habit going. The habit's way more important than the intensity. The Mm -hmm. habit, the repetitive habit. If it's only three sets of breathing, fine. Just try doing that every day for a week. The foundation is the key. And the easiest way to develop a foundation is make it easy. Right. Right. Yeah. Like today, that was easy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so you teach the breathing, and then what else can we be doing? Anything and everything. For exercise, you know, you're th- always thinking you got to go to the gym and work out for an hour or two. Nope. I just researched for an article I wrote for AANP last June, exercise and obesity. And now we have research that any episode of exercise helps toward that overall 150 minutes a week. So it can be three minutes here, five minutes there. It doesn't have to be an hour. It doesn't have to be a half an hour. You just need to get up and move. And you can hula hoop, jump rope, you can plank, you can stretch, you can do whatever it is that's better than sitting in a chair. Very good. And I'm certain that you are probably telling people to do something that is enjoyable to them. That's a key component of exercise. And that's the same with diet. Um, I don't believe in diet as a word anyway, because it's like die with a die with a T on the end. But yes, with exercise and with eating, we always want to choose enjoyable foods. We want to choose mm-hmm. enjoyable activities. You may be thinking to yourself, well, you're never going to catch me in a gym doing an hour of cardio and an hour of weightlifting. Well, you're not going to catch me doing that either. I'm too busy. I have figured out a way to kind of trim down those time frames. I can do my weightlifting in a half an hour if that's all the time I have. And I can get a cardio effect out of it by doing opposing body parts. So today I did chest and triceps and I alternated between the two so I never had to stop. So I kept that heart rate up and I did it in a half an hour because I had things to do today. It's Monday. But it was way better than not working out. Right. And after we finish, we'll go. I'll go for a walk. We're hoping the winds won't be quite so bad. And that's always a bonus. Mm-hmm. There is a way to do it. And I did this during my doctoral program. Now, sometimes I didn't even have a half an hour at the gym, but I'd go for 20 minutes or even 15 if that was all I had. And I would crank it out. Because weightlifting is so important, cardio is so important, stretching is so important. If you really want to be, feel healthy, you've got to address those three components of, of fitness, really. 
Mm-hmm. And and so if we're breathing and we're doing the exercise and we're eating appropriate, which which means what anymore? For me, I think the easiest system is to most listeners are going to know what healthy choices are. If I say Mediterranean eating plan to you, to your listeners, they know what we're talking about. Right. Lean protein, low glycemic, fresh fruits and vegetables, not too many fruits because the calories add up, and a little bit of healthy oil, avocado, olive oil, nuts. A little bit goes a long way because it's so calorie dense, right? Those Mm -hmm. fats are so calorie dense. You've got to be so careful. And it's a slippery slope for me because I love healthy oils. So I always have to kind of measure them and be careful. And sometimes I have to hide them away in the evening because I sundown like everybody else in the universe. (laughs) What is that anyway? That's when we lose control. We can be like making healthy choices all day long. And in the evening, we're like, I need a reward. Or I know there's something yummy in the cabinet. And we go looking, right? So we have to really protect ourselves at night. We almost have to do some houseproofing. Well, what are some of the things that you can do at night, though, that are healthy that's going to keep you out of the kitchen? (laughs) Well, for me, I took up painting. My husband likes to watch sci-fi on TV. And I get a little tired of working on the computer. I do work a lot on the computer, and that keeps my fingers busy, right? So there are advantages there. And then a few months ago, I didn't plan on it protecting me at night, but a few months ago, I started taking a watercolor painting class. And now I just love doing that at night as kind of my reward for a busy, for a productive day. And it keeps my hands busy, very busy, and my mind totally focused. If you can keep your mind out of the cupboards, and and doing something that's very helpful. If you watch TV, guess what? That's kind of a setup for snacking because you're not keeping yourself, the rest, your mind and your body busy. And sleep. You know, we can't, Barbara, not talk about sleep. <sighs> I mean, as a society and as a healthcare professional group, nurse practitioners, we tend to skimp on sleep. And if you're having any issues with your health or with your weight. You can be doing everything perfectly when you're conscious, but if you're not getting that seven minimum, eight, nine hours of sleep every night, you're going to stall out and you're going to store more calories because of the increased levels of cortisol. So a weight loss technique is to go to sleep a little earlier and get good rest. (laughs) Well, and the sleep is just so good for so much more than that. I mean, you're you're just more productive. You can think. uh, You can focus better. Um, People tend to be grouchy if they don't sleep. Yes. You know, there's just – so it's good for your relationships as well. And it's good for your clinical practice. There's nothing like going to clinical practice when you have taken care of yourself and bring that exuberant joy to a patient interaction. There's nothing more powerful. And we can cover up, I did for years, I would drag myself to work, I would make believe I looked normal, I got a great smile I can put on no matter what, but most of the time I was miserable. Most of the time I was miserable. How how ironic is that? We don't want to live our lives that way. It just feels terrible. And, you know, life is is short. It is. Life is very short. Scary um, short. You know, a lot of us know this from this past year, just in, yes. you know, we've lost colleagues, we've certainly lost patients, you know, the whole country has lost people. Right. We're all in a state of sadness and mourning, right? I mean, as a world, we are all in mourning. 
That's another reason to do things in your life. Even if you don't think you have time, you have five minutes to paint or five minutes to listen to music or five minutes to take a tub bath or five minutes to call a friend. I guarantee you have that time. And it's going to fill your heart with joy and happiness so you're more able to get through all these stressful things that we all have to deal with in our lives, especially nurse practitioner entrepreneurs. Right. And, you know, I want to go back to something you said. You said you picked up the painting. And as you know, I do the photography. Oh, my God. I love Um, your photography. And we were, thank you. And we were talking about the, you know, how we can get lost in it. But, you know, for depending on how long you've been doing this, but for me, I've always, all through high school and then, of course, in college, it was always sciences, it was always math, it was all this left brain stuff. And then you go to nursing school. And, of course, once you hit nursing school, the learning just never stops, ever stops. So there's conferences and there's continuing education classes. And then there's more degrees and more degrees and more degrees and more certifications. And... And it's all left brain stuff. And most of us don't start really looking at that creativity stuff. You know, oh, maybe when I retire, I'll go get paints and sit by the beach and take pictures, you know. But um, I swear that being more creative has given me more energy, has allowed me to do better problem solving, to yes. think differently about business and, and everything else. Have you found that to be true? Oh, absolutely. I, I can't even tell you how mind-expanding the art has been for me. I'm, I'm just like more efficient when I am concentrating, when I have to pound out some work on email or a PowerPoint presentation. I used to drag it out. Now I'm like, get it done, get it done, get it done as fast as you can so you can paint. <laughs> or, or you can go take a walk or, you know, I love exercise too. So, but it has made me more efficient. And I wonder if it's because I love the painting so much, or is it also that right brain activity? I'm certain it's a good portion of that right brain activity. Yeah. I think it's a mix, really a yeah. mix. Some people are saying, gee, you don't talk anymore on Facebook about your fitness. I do, but it's not as much now as my painting because my painting's kind of new and I love sharing and it's kind of my thing. And it's fun to see what you're doing and how oh, that's just, <laughs> just progressed. Uh, you know, I've been, I, I remember the first one that came out and then I, your Bird of Paradise <laughs> and I'm going, whoa. <laughs> Just the progression. I think the first was a bell jar. Yeah, it was a bell jar and a pumpkin, maybe. (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) But, you know, it was was very simplistic as it would be when you're first starting out. But then to go, I mean, just the last several have been, wow, it seemed like such (laughs) a fast progression. But, you know, I think it goes back to also we are whole beings and we need balance in our lives we do and no one teaches us how to do this as nurses and nurse practitioners nobody what if in every level of our education we were taught how better to take care of ourselves and how important that right brain stuff is as an academic always studying always teaching that was like the last thing I had time for, you know, reading novels, artsy things. If anything, I, in my more recent years, I would find time to exercise. But adding 
arts has made a huge difference. And I listen to this unbelievably beautiful music when I'm painting, like usually the soundscapes music that's, you know, on TV or something just so pleasant. It's just that alone is mind is very mind relaxing. Listening to music for all of your stressed out entrepreneurs, put on some classical music. Right. Well, oh, just find gosh. anything that you like. And and one of the things that I do when I'm editing uh, my photographs is I just, YouTube has so many different, long, beautiful, meditative types of music of all genres that you can just mm-hmm. put it on. And for 10 hours, you know, for instance, if yes. you're going to sit there that long, but yes. you just listen to it. And beautiful. it's just beautiful. And sometimes I just play it even when I'm working because it's like takes me to a different level. Yeah. So that's a great way to incorporate yeah. dealing with stress when you're a busy entrepreneur. Right. Listen to some of that mind relaxing music. Right. Right. And and you had mentioned that you incorporate that mindfulness if you will. Is that with mm-hmm. through the breathing or do you also have other mindful techniques I, that you I do with? have other mindful techniques. Like when I'm outdoors, I'm not listening to music on a headset. I am taking in the natural world. There's something about now maybe, you know, some of your listeners may not have access to a lot of fresh air, but hopefully they do. But just taking in nature has been found through research to help our brains deal with stress. So I'm all about just the experience. Sometimes my husband will start talking about something that's kind of a little too concrete for me. And I'll be like, Mike, I'm out in nature. I need to just take in the trees and the grass and the colors and the sense sensory experience. It's not that I don't want to hear you talk, but it is this form of mindfulness that I feel deprived of if I don't, if I have someone's right. interrupting me. <laughs> There, there was actually, you know, um, as you know, I'm from the Seattle area, yes. and Seattle is gray all the time, yes. and it can be very depressive for a lot of people, and um, some researchers at the University of Washington did a study, um, and, and I believe the lead investigator was Dr. Marie and Antoinette Brown, mm. um, and I hope I didn't butcher the name she was one of my faculty advisors and um uh what they found was even in the grayness if you could get outside because Mm -hmm. one you have more lumens of light than you will have an internal inside light internal Mm -hmm. light but also just that whole idea of walking does it's the neurochemicals and it's uh-huh. it's everything that happens and i think sometimes as you were saying you know you're at your computer a lot right i'm at my computer a lot if it's not answering people's questions on email um it's creating more content for all of these either presentations or, you know, just content for the people that you work for, with, mm-hmm. well, for, yep. you work for them, too. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, so, you're, you're doing that a lot. But if you don't get outside, 
And preferably get your feet into the sand. Now you live on the coast. That's actually really, really profound. I I get my feet in the sand and in that water as much as I can. That has been found to be very helpful for your mental health. Take your shoes off. Maybe not now because it's kind of cold, but get in your feet in the sand, in the water. And that's why baths are so helpful. People that get in, you know, take a tubby bath in the middle of winter is so good for you. (laughs) Water is With a little glass of wine. Yeah, I wish. In my mind, <laughs> yeah, yeah, my 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 wine is always in my mind. <laughs> so I ha- I ask nurse practitioners that are really stressed out, you know, just tell me some things that fill your heart, fill your 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 life with joy, and take a minute and try it, and then work up to five minutes. Don't tell me you have no time. If you have no time, that's not true. It is not true. I'm a big one for setting the timer. If you have to work and you have to be industrious, set the timer for 45 minutes. I don't think 50 minutes gives you 10-minute break is not enough. I think 45 minutes of working productively, you've earned 15 minutes, and you can do a lot in that 15 minutes. And I I think that's a great way to to live your life. If you're a high pressure, got to be busy, got always have something to do, you don't have to sit in a chair hour in and hour out, an hour in and hour out like I used to think you did. Well, you, just, you know, we've been taught that. And, yeah, we you know, have. quite frankly, if we go back to just nursing 101, you know, or in, in nursing school or in the hospital or wherever we started, there was this whole unspoken rule that you had to work hard, that you couldn't take breaks, or that that if you were any good, you didn't need a break. Yep. You didn't need to have days off. You could work a double, triple shift. And I think that even once you work beyond that initial role as being a staff nurse, we carry that with us. It's part of our culture. And then we get trapped in our contracts as nurse practitioners in a professional position, implying that whatever it takes to do that job is how many hours you have to work. And if we push back, guess what? We're replaced these days. So it's getting more and more challenging to carve out a quality of of life. Right. Right. But as an entrepreneur, you can take charge of that. You do have control over that. And yes, we feel pushed to produce, particularly when we're getting started, and to Mm -hmm. get that momentum going. And yes, there's a lot of momentum that has to happen to get those wheels off the ground. But it doesn't mean that you do it to the point where you can harm yourself by not taking care. No. And you're doing no service to anyone, least of all yourself, because you're going to cause yourself disease and early death by doing that, by not interrupting your stress. And you're going to cause extreme harm to your families. I know I'm more lovable now. I know my relationships have improved. And I was always blaming the other, right? When I should have really been swinging my finger around at myself, blaming my significant other. He's not this. He's not that. He's not a da da da. Well, guess what? The problem was with me. Yeah. <laughs> well, it usually is. <laughs> he, yeah. He became more what I would consider less problematic when I turned myself around. I became more lovable. I was more approachable. I yeah. am more approachable. It's like, yeah. wow. <laughs> yeah. That's exciting. More approachable, yet very busy. Very busy. That's okay. That's all right. There's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) So we have then 
So this is, everybody should make a list of the breathing, of the exercise, the eating, and the sleeping, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just being mindful. Exactly. And finding joyful activities every single day. Every okay. single day. Don't hold the carrot out. And believe in yourself. There's so much about, we as women especially, I know you may have some men listening too, but we get a lot of negative messaging. And that can get hardwired into our brains. So if you say negative things to yourself all the time, like, I can't lose weight, or I'll never be successful, or I'll, I'm so stupid, or any of those comments that you catch yourself with, I would suggest you put an and or a but after that comment and say something positive. And maybe even put those positive comments on a little post-it note on your refrigerator or on your mirror in your bathroom and say them at least twice a day and get a more positive outlook about yourself going. Mm -hmm. You will believe it once you let those negative thoughts, you, you have to see them, you have to acknowledge them, but then you can make a positive comment. I am getting healthier. I am successful. I am good enough just the way I am. I am good mm-hmm. enough just the way I am. I am worthy. I think that's really powerful. It really is. And one of the things that I often tell clients, because most of the people I end up seeing are women, um, and I would say the most, con- if I was to put one phrase for almost all the women I see, it is, I am not enough, is, is the common factor. And so... One of the things that I like to tell people is if you wouldn't say that to your best friend, then why are you saying it to yourself? Because we are our best friends. Exactly. And and if we are not our best friend, then who's going to be our best friend? There right. isn't one. Right. And there then it's real one. hard to have best friends when you're not being um, loving toward yourself. You know, very, and this is hard. And this is equally true for men. You know, and and we have a lot of male nurse practitioners, and I'm not going to pretend I understand their issues, not being a male nurse practitioner, Mm -hmm. but I would imagine there's probably some additional issues there in that they're a nurse in this traditional female role. Yes. And so, again, it's, you know, you're enough, follow these things, you'll feel happier, with right. Mimi showing you the way. <laughs> so talk, right. a bit, talk a little bit more about your book. So my book is Debut A New You, Transforming Your Life at Any Age. And that is now as a free audiobook. And it was just, just became available on Audible. So you can listen on your phone anywhere you want. I made it free because I wanted to offer something that would be helpful during this pandemic. If you're if you're more of a print reader, you can actually order my print book through my website, mimisecor.com. I'll si- send you a signed copy. And it's much like a coffee table book. You can open it, apply something tomorrow. Open it, apply something tomorrow. And it was just that kind of book. You don't have to read it cover to cover and make it a big project. And I'm actually working on a new book. So it's in a progression. So I have my print book. I have my audio book, which I updated initially in quarantine. And so that has new content. And then I've developed even more new content for a book that'll hopefully be coming out in the next six months-ish, maybe. Okay. You want to give us a little teaser on that yet or not yet? Well, my teaser is that it has a lot of expanded content. Okay. It's just I'm into a lot more of the nuances and, and and mm-hmm. aspects of what we've talked about today. And mm-hmm. I, I'm really interested in making the approach to building a foundation of health easier. I do believe easier is going to work better for super stressed 
nurse practitioners. So I'm into a simple, easy system. If you can make it consistent, you can automate your healthy choices and your healthy habits, then you're going to smooth sail through your life, even during extreme stress. Okay, excellent. And so your business um, is with your daughter, with Catherine, it is. correct? It okay. is. It and is. and what is it that you guys do over there? It's uh, so our, Coach our business Kat name and Dr. Is, Mimi, right? It is Coach Cat and Dr. Mimi, K-A-T, Coach Cat, and is written out Dr. Mimi. We have a Facebook page, and we offer a variety of programs. We have just launched a six-week jumpstart program we're all excited about to help people build their foundation for healthy habits over, over time. We have a monthly coaching program we just launched, and then we have our flagship program, which is a six-month online program for in women. Right now, it's open only for women that are really interested in getting super into changing their lives, becoming healthier, more confident, more successful. And we mentor you through this program. So it's very interactive. It's a, it's a wonderful program. We had a student recently that lost over 100 pounds. She worked with us for a year. And really, even if they lose 15 or 20 pounds, the whole key is to rewire your brain. So you develop the positive mindset and the healthy habits, and then you never go back to yo-yoing ever. And when stress, when your life becomes stressful, and we've had students losing major weight over this past year. And when your life becomes stressful, you just go into more healthy habits and more healthy choices. That's what you default to. That becomes the default, right. 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 So you're really setting those new neural pathways. Yes, absolutely. And it starts with the foundation, which you can do in six weeks. Yeah, excellent. And Mimi, how would people get a hold of either of uh, you've got your book, you've got, um, you know, your work you do with your daughter? My favorite uh, approach now is using an app. It's a card tap app. And it's you don't go to the app store to get it. You It's like you're texting a friend. And what you do is you text Dr. Mimi, D-R-M-I-M-I. No punctuation needed. It's not case sensitive. So it's just D-R-M-I-M-I to 36260. 36260. 36 and then you'll have me on your phone. And when you um, register, when you get when you click on it and you register and install it, then you have access to everything. My free audio book. You can make an appointment with my daughter for a free consult. You can read about and sign up for our Jumpstart program. Uh, it just takes you to our universe. And it's a groovy, cool, uh, high-tech thing that's so easy to it, do. It is. It sounds like it. Now, is that both for the iPhone and the Androids? I'm not sure it works yet with the Androids, but it definitely works with the iPhone. I have to ask about that. But it is something that's very nifty. And I'm really happy to be able to offer that as a way to interact with me. You can even do an old-fashioned email to me through this card tap. So everything is there. Access to my social media. If you want to see some of my paintings, you can do that. Oh, really? Even your paintings? (laughs) Yeah, just through my Facebook page. Yeah, I'm not sure okay. I can accept too many more friends. You know how you get a, a number limit on your uh, Facebook? Right. Well, that's so, that's when you go to the Facebook page. Which is my nurse practitioner. It's the Mimi Secor nurse practitioner page. But I don't yeah. always post everything on that. I guess I better do double yeah. postings, huh? Well, maybe not everything, but, you know, certainly the stuff that's going to compare. But anyway, so anybody who... It gets on board too late and can't friend you. I'm glad I was there early. <laughs> 
they'll have to then go to follow. Well, they can follow you, actually. They, just they can't, can't follow me. You. They just, That's yeah, right. exactly. I have all these That's pending right. friend requests that I feel badly about, but it's kind of weird to have to disinvite some people to be able to let some others in. <laughs> well, the way social media works these days. <laughs> it's kind of funny at my age <laughs> to have such a wonderful problem. <laughs> And I just want to put a plug in for aging. I'm 66 years old. I feel better now than I ever did. And you can you can go after your dreams at any age. So if you want to be an entrepreneur at 66, you can do that. If you want to be do whatever you want to do, take up painting. If you've never even done it, you can do that too. So just believe that age is just a number. And that it is. So wonderful talking to you. It's great talking with you now. Is there anything that I haven't asked you that you wanted to share? Ah, gosh, I think we've done a great job. You're a wonderful interviewer. I'm just um, thrilled that the listeners uh, that are part of the podcast audience you have are so, they're in for treats with every interview because you're so good at interviewing. Oh, thank you. It's wonderful connecting with you again, Barbara. And me with you. So thank you for being here. It was a pleasure. Have a great day. So I want to thank Mimi Seeker for taking the time out of her very busy schedule, and it is a busy one, to come and talk with us today and to share these wonderful tips about how we can take care of ourselves. I want to invite you to make sure that you head on over to the show notes at npbusiness.com forward slash podcast, where you will find the show notes for today's episode, along with the links and contact information, as well as for all of our podcasts. And while you're there, make sure you you take some time and look around our blog and take note of all of the education, resources, and support options that are available to you on the topics of the business of healthcare, business startup, and so much more. Again, that's npbusiness.com. That does it for today's episode. I'm Barbara C. Phillips, nurse practitioner and founder of Nurse Practitioner Business Owner. Thank you so much for being here today, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode of the NP Business Matters podcast. Bye-bye now.